0: oh are you drawing what are you drawing it's like nothing that you'd want to see hi and welcome to episode 33 of art juice honest generous and humorous conversations to feed your creative soul and get you thinking with me louise fletcher and me alice sheridan so we've been apart for a few weeks. <laughs> Hasn't it been weird? It's really weird. <laughs> I was like oh I want to tell Alice about that on the podcast. Oh drat, I've got nobody <laughs> to tell about that. I'll have to save it and now I've forgotten what they all were anyway and you've been sunning yourself. Well so. there wasn't that much it, sun to be fair. Oh wasn't there? No no it wasn't a particularly
1: sunny uh, play. We, I mean we had sunny days but it wasn't like sunny holiday we were we went to northern spain cantabria region just uh around bilbao area so the first part of it we were kind of quite mountainous beautiful i mean it was just it I've never been to New Zealand, but it's almost how I imagine New Zealand to be. Slight kind of fantasy looking mountains. And I've also never watched Game of Thrones. It's kind of how I I kept saying, that looks like it should be in Game of Thrones. And actually, I think they did film some parts of it around there. And they also filmed Heidi around there, apparently. So that's kind of, you know, really dramatic interesting things to to see and do but not not a sunny beach holiday but actually you know so much the better for it but I'm going to talk about this in our main topic a little bit okay. I won't go on and on about it
0: okay so we won't. that's what you'd be working on this week I assume is getting back from holiday well I think I think holidays are great but this one in particular
1: I had two children going to two different places five different airlines two cancelled flights it was exhausting (laughs) getting everybody where they needed to be so I really felt by the time we arrived like oh my gosh I just want to collapse and do nothing so that kind of frenzy of things before you go away is always really hard and of course now I've come back and you always try to prolong it don't you keep it going keep that holiday vibe going but you always come back to mountains of washing and lists of things yeah to do stuff to do. Full and all of that kind of thing it was a really good break because it felt very very different to anywhere we'd been before so uh that was good and while I was away I have a, a workshop in Yorkshire and I'm one of my frenzy of things beforehand was to I had to update my email account and blah, 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 and send an email about it. And um it's all sold out while I was away. So that's kind of magic, isn't it? And I'm going. I'm one of the people who's coming
0: to the workshop. I'm so excited.
1: But it's been really nice, again, to have some kind of communication with people who are saying, oh, you're going to do some more and... Um, could we have a little bit more notice next time? Sorry, yes, this one was rather last minute. But that's it's, it's nice, it's encouraging. I'm a little bit nervous about it. But yes, there will be something later more unknown, as yet unknown. But yeah, if you say if you wanted to come and you didn't make it or the times didn't work, don't panic. I'll, I'll work on something. Something will come out. For and months. she'll be better at it next time anyway. Yeah, this one's <laughs> going to be rubbish. <laughs> oh please don't rain
0: please don't rain all the time in Yorkshire a little bit might be nice but not all the time it doesn't rain all the time in Yorkshire so I've been uh I haven't been on holiday but I do feel like I had a little holiday because the run-up to launching my course was so much hard work and this happened last year too once it gets going it's not hard work it's mm. fun and um, it's totally manageable in terms of time and so I've also had time part of what I do for the course is to film myself painting because that makes me get back into painting again so it's a really good fits really well and I've had lots of time to do that but I've also had a few days where I went out in the car drove like half an hour up into the wild, wild moors, because we have moors around us, but there's like degrees of moors. Yeah, and, there are. Uh half an hour from us is the Howarth Moors near where the Bronte sisters used to live. And it's miles and miles of moorland. That is, when you're up there, it's like a, it's like a being up watching a sea of grasses and just it's just amazing. And um so I've spent a few days taking myself off with paints and sketchbook and so some degrees of success and some not in terms of the materials I brought. But how fantastic. And I was walking up there the first day, The one of the places I went to. It's, a, it's only about two miles from where you park, but it's two miles solidly uphill. So that by the time you get there, you're like <sighs> carrying all your stuff as well. I just thought I stood at the top of there all by myself on this yeah. massive mall where you can see anyone for miles thinking... I am actually doing this now. I am. This is my job Mm. is that I get to come up here and do this instead of what I used to do. And then to come back and paint from what I'd done and work out ideas. And then to spend half of every day with these amazing, inspiring people who were working through my course and putting so much work into it. It's just like it's been like the best holiday I feel totally refreshed mm. and I have to remember next year when get gets to that really busy time that this relaxing nice time is coming soon and I think it's about contrast as well isn't it
1: it's yeah. it's moving from one into the other I mean um, and part of the reason why our holiday was so nice was that it felt so different and you know very few people speak english there um not very many tourists um the signs were both brilliant and not brilliant so we got lost a lot but for example there this there is this incredible cave and there's one up the road that you have to book for and they only let 30 people in at once and it's got all this pre-original prehistoric um paintings and I say original because in France the Lascaux caves when they first opened them up um, they opened up the original caves and people's breath and bodies changed the temperature and the actual cave paintings start to get damaged Um, so what they did in France is they basically replicated it so what you actually go to visit in Lascaux is Lascaux 2 it's a copy it's basically (laughs) uh, cave disney you're very well done but they have similar things here in northern spain and this other one you have to book for we went to one that you didn't have to and we were the only people there so we got a personal guided tour three of us in this incredible cave it was two euros it was (laughs) it was honestly it was like going back in time to sort of you know, my childhood holidays. And it, was, yeah. it just felt such a contrast. And particularly after that kind of break, coming back to London always feels like crazy, busy stuff around, people racing. And when you're talking about walking somewhere like that, when you actually walk away from the car and you just go that little bit further than anybody else is prepared to do, those yeah. are where the magic happens, always. Like some yeah. of the places we were away and we went to see it and it was closed for lunch and whatever. And that was fine. But if you walk around the back of the palace, around the back of the building, nobody's there. And it's just you know. like so many people just don't take those extra little steps or don't bother walking two miles from the car. They might only go one
0: mile or, you know, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. that kind of thing. Just take it a little bit further. I used to love America for that because, You go somewhere like the Grand Canyon and it's mad and crazy. And then you, because uh, there are lots of active people in America, I don't want to say there are not, but the the kind of people who come on a bus to the Grand Canyon generally just seem to go to the edge, have a look over it, get back on. You can just, you only have to walk 10 minutes and you're completely on your own. Whereas I was two and a half miles up this steep hill and there was a, a fairly steady stream of walkers Oh, really? coming because it's quite a well-known spot and it's on the Pennine Way. It was only like one person at a time or a couple of yep. people at a time, including the man who came over and said, oh, are you drawing? What are you drawing? It was like nothing that you'd want to see because it was all just like really random stuff in there. I didn't want to show anyone. I said, oh, it must be lovely to draw because I always think that's Then somebody will walk over and start talking to you. And then you've got instant company. And I'm like, yeah, only I didn't want any company. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but also isn't it funny how people feel that they can do that when you're drawing out like if you were sitting reading yeah. a book no one's going to come up to you and say oh you're reading a book what are you reading how far have you got in i life? know do with it next why and he that- had
0: to trudge quite a way off the footpath to come and ask me that i mean i could see him coming up the hill i was like oh he's definitely coming for me but yeah i found it so odd we went so quickly we were in oxford sketching on a class and The foreign tourists are much more like that than British people, particularly the Japanese people that came over. They literally come right behind you, look at it, and then start telling each other what they think about it (laughs) while you're there. Like, I don't know if they thought I was part of, you know, a tourist attraction or something. (laughs) Very strange. Anyway. Shall we? This kind of all leads in nicely to our main topic, which I'm not entirely clear what it is, except that something that's come up in my course that I thought was really interesting that I wanted to talk about. We're on week two now of 10 weeks. So I saw this last time as well, that the hardest obstacle to get people over to help them find their own voice is the desire that some people have, not everyone, that whenever they go paint, they will produce something that looks good at the in end it, of that session. Yeah, in every session. Okay, got Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it might not might not have to be a finished painting, but it, it's got to look nice. And if it doesn't look nice, then it's incredibly frustrating and upsetting. Yeah. And then it stops them painting. That's that's usually what stopped them in the first place and why they've yeah. come to my course. And even though I'm like a parrot constantly saying the purpose of this exercise, especially the first few weeks, is not to make a finished painting. We, we're we not interested in that. We're exploring a specific thing each week. It's still, and people say, I know we're not supposed to make a finished painting, but I was so frustrated and upset yesterday. And, you know, it just, I made a mess and uh, I just can't stand it. And I'm getting very depressed. And it made, me, it made me think about, in our art, but also in our life, I suppose, whenever we try and impose ourselves on something, whenever we think we, can, we have to get a result every time we do something, that prevents us from getting the thing that we want. I can't make interesting and exciting artwork if I'm not willing to make a mess no. and get it wrong. No. And it's people get that intellectually, but sometimes it's really hard. And why is it so hard for us to get over that?
1: Uh, I think it's really, really basic. And um, I think it's much more of a probably bodily physiological response than that. I, I don't know all the serotonin, endorphin, whatever things that happen. But I think it's more to do with that. I think it's more to do with when we do something that we find is satisfying, we get that release. Dopamine. Maybe it's dopamine. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, you, you, you get that buzz and excitement and it feels good and it's addictive and you want more of it. And it doesn't happen sometimes when you're trying really hard, when you're learning something new, when you're doing something different. Um Or if it does happen, it happens in very tiny, short little bursts. Like it might be a single mark that you make on a page and you think, oh, and and that's literally like three seconds. Oh, and it's a process where you really have to learn to be aware of that and capture that and focus on that. And understand that it's not going to happen all the time, but the times where it does happen at the at the parts that sustain you i I want to tell you something that happened this morning. It was so weird um, i I have been away, and we've drunk wine every night, and you could only order it by the bottle, so that's a bottle between us every night. <laughs> And uh, food that's just like laid in front of you in huge amounts. I've eaten much more than I would normally eat if I cook for myself. Anyway, so it's all felt a little bit sluggish. So I thought I'll go for a run this morning. Not very easy. So halfway through, I thought, well, I'll just have this kind of meditative time and just enjoy the fact that I'm out doing things and the weather's nice and I lay down on this bench that had been sliced a big tree trunk that had been sliced with a flat part I never do that but I thought soon the weather will turn and it will be damp and I won't be able to do it and as I lay down I looked up at the sky and I have never seen this before there was not a whole rainbow but there was a cloud that had become a rainbow have you ever seen that no so it was it must be that the moisture in the cloud so rather than you normally see rainbow don't you where it's raining and there's water everywhere and the light's coming through and you get the rainbow so this was just the moisture in that little fluffy cloud and the light must have been hitting it honestly it looked like a my little pony cloud in the sky it was the most amazing bizarre thing so i took a photograph of it i will add it i will add it to the show notes And then I was listening to a podcast and they said this, things are always being revealed to you. The question is, are you in a state of awareness to notice them? And I just thought this little cloud thing that has just happened must have happened a million times above my head before. It it can't, you know, it's not a one-off. It's happened before. I've just never been looking for it. Right. And this is the same thing. We've got to be aware that there are little parts of magic that are happening all the time. And all we have to do is be in the right place to notice it. And it's relevant when you're working too. Yeah. It's totally relevant when you're working. But part of it is understanding that it's not going to happen all the time. Like if this little magic cloud was there all the time, you wouldn't even comment on it, would you? You wouldn't even pass judgment on it it would just become automatic and i i think for me this was the kind of a big turning point was realizing that not every day was going to be good not every painting was going to be good some days it was going to feel tiring or like you'd done a lot of work and you hadn't really got anywhere and as soon as you realize that that is okay that is part of the longer journey you just keep going and wait for those magic cloud moments.
0: Okay. Putting paint on a piece of paper or a canvas yeah. is inherently a fun thing to do. If, you, if you're an artist, a painter, that's inherently fun. You just put some paint and you instantly have a mark or a colour. The actual the, process of applying it. The sorry. process of doing it is inherently yeah. fun. And the only thing that make, could make that stressful is if you have an attachment to what happens next. Of course. So if you have an attachment to, I must produce something good in the next hour, oh, it's half an hour in and everything's looking not very good. Whereas to me now, I genuinely don't have that. So I genuinely have fun, whatever I'm doing. If it doesn't work out, it's like, oh, well, you know it didn't work out but i know tomorrow maybe it's the knowing tomorrow maybe it's the learning learning by making the mistakes and making the messes and then coming back and them getting fixed maybe it just takes that time for that to keep happening that you have the confidence that it doesn't matter when it's not a good painting day in the sense of you didn't make something that looks nice and also knowing that my best paintings have always looked like crap at some point yeah so they have to so I can't skip that bit yeah it's, it
1: seems they have to yeah, it's almost like, like you have to welcome it you have to, okay here comes the rubbish part bring it on <laughs> let's get through this let's get yeah. to this point quickly the quicker we can get to the rubbish part the quicker we can start pulling things out of it that we enjoy and that we want yeah we
0: want to include But something you just said about the cloud, it made me think of, I've been listening a lot to a guy and I'm going to put a link in the show notes. He's a former comedian and he's now a kind of woo-woo guy. He's an American. So unusual because he's funny and woo-woo at the same time. And he's called Kyle Cease. And I was listening to a podcast with him this morning and he was talking about, he was talking about life, but it totally applies to art. He was saying you're only ever shown one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You're only ever shown the next step and you just have to do that. So when you get a feeling like the example he gave is when you're laughing and joking with your friend and you say, "We should just go to Italy. Like then you should just go to Italy. Mm-hmm. You should, but then what happens is a voice goes, you can't go to Italy because mm-hmm. you don't have enough money and you know, that's stupid. Or he said, you know, I should just leave this job. Right, you should just leave that job then. And then the next thing will be will become clear to you. But we don't think that way. And I was thinking, yeah, this is the same as with our painting. You get that feeling, I should just cover all this over with grey paint, or I should just cover most of this with grey paint. Oh, but I've got all these bits that I like. Why if I cover it over? That's not gonna be good. And then we stop ourselves. That's exactly how I ended up going to
1: Japan, by the way a conversation that went <laughs> Yeah, oh, we to should japan this week have you? no not this week but it, oh. was, it was exactly that oh we should go to japan yeah okay and then it happened but I, that's the point whether it's this or the cloud or the comments or being on holiday it's giving yourself space to notice when those thoughts flit across and being aware that it's going to serve you better when you catch the good ones and Don't get caught up in the debate with all the, but you've already done so much work on this, but you've already spent, painted lots of red paint. Why would you paint it blue now? But you've already, you know, but you like this bit, but you've only got half an hour. So what can I do to finish it off? All of those kind of thoughts. So maybe the question is, how do I not get caught in my own crazy head conversations? Yeah. Sometimes what you listen to while you're working can help, like it can interrupt your thought patterns a little bit. Sometimes I don't do this so much anymore, but I have done in the past. You know, literally writing down all the stupid objections because when you write them down, they really seem stupid, (laughs) and
0: then then
1: then they're not so powerful.
0: Yeah, and I like I do constantly remind myself, um, so it's just a mental thing of when I hear that voice now saying, well, this is not going very well. This is rubbish. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Or it's not just that. It's the voices that go, this is not the right way to do it. Um, that's the other voice that stops you. So with my current work where I went out and I was, I, I took a sketchbook. What I would have thought I would have, should have done in the past is do an accurate sketch of the landscape. Yeah. I don't like doing that. I really don't like it. It just annoys me. I can do it. But for me, the experience of being on that moor the other day cannot be captured in a pencil drawing of some trees and a stone wall. And a... So I was daubing paint on out of tubes and I was scribbling and what I made actually looked ugly. But if if I listened to the little voices that could say proper landscape artists draw the landscape when they're out there and make notes about things and pro- or bring out a big canvas and work out here in the wind and the rain. That's the only way to do it. Those kind of voices I've noticed with people on my course, they often have a version of that going on in the background. Yeah. I think we all do. Yeah. Somebody because... said, I, I've always been taught that with art, you, you conceive see the plan, you execute the plan, you finish the painting, and then you start a new one. Hmm. And so that was blocking her from the exercises I'm asking us to do. you know make some crazy this week was make as many different marks as you can with and find different tools to make marks with that you've never used before that doesn't result in a good painting no people kept saying oh it's too busy well it would be because we're (laughs) we're making lots and lots of marks it would be too busy okay so that's interesting because that's like you say i could
1: totally understand all sorts of beliefs and ideas that we get in our head at various points exhibitions that we've seen as children what art teachers said to us books we've read you know those how to draw cartoon books step one step two step three whatever it is that's informed up until now we all have these kind of stories about the way art should be and actually if you think about it people who are real artists by which i mean people who are they're they're groundbreakers they're people who do the whole point is not to follow what previous steps have gone before the whole point is that you are discovering something that is fundamentally unique that only you can do and Often that hasn't, it hasn't been done yet, you know, that, that, that's really what we're trying to push, is push into something that's different. And, you know, for me, I, I find it frustrating that actually a lot of the things that I'm interested in is the same kind of thing that British painters of the maybe 1950s and 60s <laughs> were doing. And here I am, 70 years later, kind of still involved with the same kind of concepts. it's unique to me it's new to me they might have done it before I've not been through that before yeah but I'm still trying to push and challenge and do do something that's different and new but you're talking about exercises that even from right at the beginning there is inherently no expectation that this is going to result in a beautiful thing and people are still finding that they're struggling with it yeah I wonder how we can go back even further into that is it a waste of time thing and they're saying it's that I'm not making something beautiful and actually what they mean is because I'm
0: spending time on this and I want to have something that I have produced. yes so it could be waste of time some people I've had this before and I think we've talked about this before never been allowed to play yeah as children um, in fact actively discouraged from playing that's just, makes me so sad to think about children who didn't get to play um and so it's just alien the whole idea and so I'm reframing that as experimentation or a project or R&D or something and see if that helps to make it um but I think there's probably lots of different things isn't there the waste of time is one of them the waste of paint Mm -hmm. but a lot of times I think it's what's happening on the paper is reinforcing to them their fears about themselves, that they're not, not any good. good enough. Yeah. yeah. And they're confronting this idea that they're not good enough, even though they know I'm saying we're not doing pointless mark making for 10 weeks. We're beginning with free play. And then we're developing further towards an intention and creating things towards the end. But it's that, it's just that uncomfortable hum I think it's uncomfortable in life too the leaps that you have to make to paint this way are the same leaps you have to make in any adventure so much so much and I think that's when you realize
1: what it is that you've got to learn about yourself in order for your work to get better and for me it's gone so much hand in hand is that you make a progress in one form of your work and the all these little steps they all slot and build on each other and build so whether it's realizing that this is not something that's going to be a fully formed cohesive project and I'm done as an artist in 3 months or 12 weeks or whatever it is this is a progression of something that is going to be my journey for a long long time to come therefore why don't I just relax the heck out of it and enjoy where it takes me and I really struggle with this on you know on a personal front like my family tease me all the time for being control freak nobody would have got on their flights and done been where they needed to be in the world if it hadn't been for a little bit of control this is the problem is that we need we need some of it but we also need to know how to let it go and it was all everything was all clearly going crazy. And then when we got my daughter there and then then she called us and she said she wasn't well and then we were supposed to be having four days just with my husband in the hotel and we'd booked one nearish the airport and it's turned out that our first day was a seven and a half hour round road trip to go and pick her off. And you know, was I grumpy? Yeah, I was grumpy because that was not the holiday that I had planned and intended. And I just thought, well It is what it is. And I deliberately, the entire holiday, didn't have any intentions on a day-to-day basis of what we were going to be doing, what we were going to see. Normally, I would have been researching in advance. I would have been finding out what was in the area, looking at where to go, finding out what the weather was going all of it. And I didn't do any of it. And we just, on a day-by-day basis, kind of went, what do we feel like doing today? What's around? Yeah. What should we do? And by doing that, we discovered everything. We discovered the caves, we discovered the Gaudi house, we walked around the corner, we saw this palace, we found some fantastic seafood places to eat. You know, everything that had been on everybody's wish list happened by not pushing it. And my daughter, so she said that was one of the best times we'd ever been away. And for me, I think it was a big it was quite a big learning thing. Now, truth will come <laughs> when the next holiday comes or the next thing that needs planning and organising and can I step, step back and do it? But that was a big learning for me that you, that you, you don't have to have everything fully organised and worked out. And this is where the, what you do in life comes back to how you create art so much. Yeah. Yeah. so much and I think you, you've just got to be able to pick up on that I know that about myself you know that's kind of what my art teaches me that's what I need it to teach me about myself is how to not be and I, you know I'm struggling with it at the moment in the sense that I want to start a new series of work in this new studio space which is going to be fantastic you know I'm already building the expectations for it yeah um, and yet I also know that that's not how the best work comes.
0: Well, it's, it's funny because this idea I had to do these paintings inspired by poetry, it felt, it was feeling so overwhelming to me because yeah. I thought this is one of the greatest poets in the English language. And I think I'm going to make poetry. I'm going to make paintings that can, interpret how I feel about his poetry. It's ridiculous. And then so the way I approached it, I thought, right, I'm gonna just go out there and, and be in the landscape and 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 the sketching for me is just about absorbing the feeling of it, not yeah. not about what I sketch, but I got really got the sense of it. And then the only thing I can think to do is mess about. Yeah. It, because I don't know how to start this. That's all I know how to do. Yeah. And within like the first week all sorts of new and exciting things are happening for me in these messing about pieces and they wouldn't be huge things to someone else but they're huge changes to you know they think they're important to me and I can start to see things developing that I couldn't have imagined so if I tried to picture right this is what these paintings are going to end up like you can't do it yet I wouldn't have pictured that what's coming out now and this is only the beginning of whatever it will lead to so that's how I'm trying to approach it and at the moment in this first two weeks it's going well but I'm very like you said I'm very aware that if at any point I kick into Mm. right now I've done uh 10 pieces on paper and now it's time to do a real painting (laughs) then it's just gonna all go downhill so it's how do you I I just think you just have to like the Kyle C thing you just have to do the one next step yeah so if there's one idea I got from what I'm doing is a different shape of painting right follow that for a bit and then but don't try and make that into right well I better get you know 30 boards made all in that shape and size and I better you know don't do that at some
1: point at some point you might need to take that decision yeah but it's too soon but it doesn't have to be yet I think what you said something important you said you said um uh it doesn't have to be huge but it's important for me and I think that this is a, a distinction that's perhaps useful for people, you know, on your course or anybody else who's at that progress or that position of uh, feeling a bit frustrated or not getting the results that they want from their work. That That's a big distinction. It doesn't have to be huge, but it's important for me. You know, we, we don't have to be taking these huge, giant steps every time but it's small steps, sequence of change, and taking the points to, to recognise when something that's different or important has happened. Um, yeah.
0: and, and just the idea of discovering rather than searching, you know? Yes, I love that. And, and knowing, okay, that happened, it, it feels important to me, and shutting out the little voices that say, well, it's not that impressive, or... Well, I don't know why you think that's gonna make any difference. Yeah. Or proper artists don't do that yeah. Also, so you won't be able to do that. It's yeah. that one little step, okay, follow yeah. that, follow yeah. that thread and see what happens. Yeah. And as long as you only think about the one step, yeah. I think you're okay. Yeah. But we start planning out ten steps ahead and then as soon as I start booking the gallery space for the exhibition where you know Ted chooses all the family is there. Then I've gone ten steps too far. In fact, I've gone five hundred steps. Too far. Then you just you should talk yourself back. Down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I do.
1: <laughs> and that, of course, is why why we all like going on courses and doing things, and because it keeps you moving through those and it stops you getting stuck quite so much.
0: But everybody's in the same boat on this. So we have an interesting question this week. Alice, do you want to tell us what this week's question is? Yeah, so this is um, from uh,
1: Nicola, who's on Instagram at, at Nicola Art. And essentially she's asking, can cameras help or harm your creative process? That's my summary. So... She also starts off... This is also interesting. I'm not sure if this is a question or whether I just want permission about something I'm doing. I love it when those things come up. Yes, probably is about that. So you have full permission. There we go. We're done. And, um, but what she was saying is she was, she, was saying she was listening to a previous podcast about sketchbooks and used to love drawing but now have very little interest. Um, I've tried tried it again but it leaves me cold. Love the painting process. But because I don't, basically, I don't get to the kind of places that inspire me a lot. When I do, I take a gazillion photos on my iPhone when I'm out, and then I often manipulate them to use as a reference point to start my paintings. But this seems to be a big no-no in the art world. Am I going to not move forward in my art if I keep using my phone? When I first started doing this, I can see that I was just copying photos and now I've moved on from that at least. But I'm not sure if my better paintings are ones that start with a photo reference. They seem to be the ones that currently give me more satisfaction or ones where I just start out splashing about. So the whole question basically is using phone cameras as part of your creative process, where does it help and where does it hinder you? It's not going to stop you moving forward, but there are limitations to it, I think is what I would say. And I I know that I have certainly been in situations where I've been out, I've seen something, I want to capture it. I either don't have the time or I don't have the materials with me to do a sketch of it uh, or drawing of it. And so I get out my camera phone and I try to take a photo and the photo is inherently unsatisfying that little lens on your camera it can be great for some things but anything distance it often doesn't pick up color it flattens things things that when you're looking at it visually are important to you all become kind of homogenized and flat sometimes within a camera it doesn't give you the ability to pick out that personal interest in the same way that a drawing might do so that's where I find the hindrance of it
0: do you use photographs in your work I, I not really but I don't use photographs or sketches in that way so I use both photographs and sketches in the way I I said before which is uh just to embed it in my yes Memory, and I find sketching better for that, and what I'm calling sketching is not like I say drawing something, and that might uh and by the way, hi, Nicola, because she's on my course, and she's probably when she says splashing paint around isn't the best way to start that's what she's referring to um but one thing that bothers me about what you said, Nicola, is uh, I, it's a no-no in the art world. And I just think drop that because it doesn't matter what anybody and else it also, thinks. It's
1: not true. There are so many people doing interesting things with photographs. With photographs. Relation, so, digital work and that would be a way to challenge that as a, as a conception about what's allowed and what isn't.
0: Find somebody who's doing it. And, and I would, just, I, because it's hard to know exactly how she's using the photos from this question. So as she says, she's not copying photos anymore. And she said she's manipulating colors and she uses them as a starting point. It, it, I, I suppose what I think about this is it sounds like it's working for her at the moment. Yeah. And if it's working for you as a creative process, go with it. Uh, but the one thing I would say about the objection to sketching is it might just be that you're thinking of sketching in the way I used to, which is I have to sit there and draw everything out accurately. And maybe if you go and just put a bit of paint on, scribble with a pencil, do something to just so you're soaking up and really looking at what's there, that might be a good starting point too, but it might not. Everyone's different. The thing
1: that comes up for me in in the fuller question is is about colour she says that some of the things the materials that she's been using so sketching or pastels leaves me cold maybe it's the color limitations she's talking about manipulating color yeah Um, and, and i think you know it if this has got you to the point you know if you love color and doing drawings in pencil in a sketchbook is leaving you cold that's either not the right materials to be using or the focus is off a little bit, like you're just not the right thing for you. It's not relevant. But sketchbooks as a kind of resource to put your ideas and your information into, whether that's photographs, whether that's torn colour swatches, whether it's simply going out and mixing colour on the spot, but taking colours that you see, it doesn't have to be a drawing of anything. It's what am I inspired by so whether it's the gardens or the landscapes when you're in those gardens and landscapes what is it that you like about being in those spaces and how can you somehow interpret or capture some of that onto a page in your sketchbook and it doesn't have to be like Louise said a representational drawing it could be simply collecting color collecting shapes possibly even separating out the two things just working at how you want to put this information together i i, I think if there's potentially a lot of exciting things that you could do in you don't mention photoshop photoshop and image manipulation and photograph manipulation can be super useful but as i said the one thing that i would caveat against and just be aware of is using cameras and photographs as a crutch because you're nervous of doing something else so if you're using cameras because you're a little bit fearful of your drawing ability or you're using camera because it enables you to do it quickly whereas some of what you will get from that outside work and that resource gathering is the time spent observing reobserving looking sometimes you temptation with a camera,
0: particularly on our phone, is to do a quick snap and move on. Yeah, and 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 capturing the feeling, that's what frustrates me about photographs. You're in some place and it's amazing and you're having this great time and then you take a picture and you look at it and you're like, oh that didn't capture yeah. any of what it felt like. Yeah. But the the act of of for me just scribbling with a pencil or making marks to represent things I'm seeing. It's like then I can look at that and feel it again. Actually, probably my sketching is more about the feeling than observing, I think. Now I think about it. Yeah. But that's just what I've found over time. So uh, Nicola's in this big exploration phase, so she can just keep trying different things and see which ones feel best. Because she says she's not sure if the better paintings are the ones that start with a photo reference they seem to be the ones that give me more satisfaction or the ones where I just start out splashing paint about. And it seems like the ones that give me the most satisfaction is the thread I would follow at the moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But also let go of the idea that you've got to make a choice between one or the other. Yeah. You know, follow the ones where the satisfaction comes from. You don't know what, what idea is going to come up next and maybe there'll be an idea of just splashing paint about that, will cross over into your other way of working and you just don't know what that is yet. That's okay. I mean, this goes back to our earlier discussion of it, of it being a long sequence. You know, this is a long daisy chain of exploration and discovery. And um, I think you're doing good. If using your phone is sometimes the only thing that's available to you, it's better than nothing. It's not the only solution. It's not the only input that you can have, but sometimes, We don't have stuff with us. We don't have time. You don't have a whole morning to sit and draw. And if a phone just kind of gives you that ability to recognize something, to trigger a thought, to make a conscious physical step of noticing something that you're appreciative of and you just doing that action of taking the photo kind of cements it in your mind, keeps your ideas engaged in what you like visually, then that is an end result in itself. Doesn't matter if you, at that point, if you, even if you never look at that photograph again, it's about kind of keeping your, keeping your mind tuned into what fires you up. So I think that's that's where I find phones actually quite useful. It just keeps me feeling like I'm connected with with what inspires me, even if it never comes out in the painting. That's okay.
0: Okay, good. So I hope that was helpful, Nicola. Let's move on to Inside Outside. What's inspired you this week, Alice? Um, I think the idea of revisiting things. While I
1: was away, I was rereading a novel by Patrick Gale called Notes on an Exhibition, which is um, it's about a, an abstract painter who lives in Penzance and uh, she's, she has four children and after she dies... They start to unravel back through some of her previous history that they never knew about as a family. And what was really interesting to me is it's a great book. I I enjoy his reading, his writing. But what was really interesting to me was that when I reread this the second time, it felt like a very, very different book. I can't remember when I read it first, but it felt much more about painting when I first read it. And I've had to put it on the shelf. I've had to do that thing with the book where you know that that's a good one and you want to go back to it, where I had to forget it long enough so that I could go back and enjoy it fresh. And it felt like a totally... It kind of wasn't the book that I remembered. It, And for me now perhaps there wasn't enough painting in it. I wanted the paintings to be, maybe I wanted it to be like a catalogue. I wanted the paintings to exist. I wanted to see them. Whereas the first time it felt that there was a lot of painting, this time it felt like not so much painting, much more about the family life and how it all kind of tied in together. Um, But I really enjoyed it. But this idea of revisiting something, and you've spoken about it in sketchbooks, and I have also seen it, in my own sketchbook drawing where you will draw something and I think we have a tendency to do something once and then move on and when you have something where you draw it and then you redraw it and then you redraw it you pick up on something different every time you go a little bit further you notice things that you didn't see the first time or you loosen up with your mark making or something happens so just the idea of revisiting things I just wanted to bring up now partly because you know we're going into september back to school everything's new everything's fresh it doesn't always have to be totally fresh we can come back to old stuff and just see it again in a new way
0: so there you go that's my little thought i'm not sure it's really what's inspired it's just thought and if you're my age um which I read that book years ago as well. And I can't remember a thing about it. So when you get to a certain age, there's just, you can read things over and over again, as long as you leave like a year in between, because you've just yeah. forgotten everything. happened. <laughs> so I'm going to reread it next. I know I've got it somewhere. I so, love yours. Yeah so this one is amazing was really been just like the best week for if you remember when we took CVP and for those who don't know what that is it's an online art program that Alice and I took a few years ago and many of you've taken it and one of the things that Nicholas who teaches the program kept saying is when your art gets better your life gets better and I remember in about just towards the end of the course uh, saying to someone when does your life start to get better because mine's not getting any better I don't see what he's talking about I think this is rubbish and uh of course my art hadn't got much better then and as it gets better my life has got better exponentially but in this last few weeks what's happened is I've seen other people's lives starting to be influenced by seeing me And that is really amazing. So my best friend is an assistant headmaster. He's been doing it forever. He's been getting very tired and jaded in the last few years, and it's been getting more and more difficult. And he's he's a playwright, and that's his real passion. And he's just decided to go down to four days a week with this And he's been allowed to go down to four days a week so that he can spend more time writing. And I can already tell in our conversations that this is going to result in early retirement. It's not, it's only going to be four days a week for a short time before he can't do that. And he told me it's because of seeing what you've done. Wow. Um, And then just this week, my husband, he's a really good photographer, but it's always just been something he does. He's just good with his phone. When I say he's a good photographer, he's got such an eye for composition and for things I don't notice, but he's never done anything with it. And every once in a while, I say, you should go to photography classes. I'll learn how, you know, you're really good. You should. Yeah. And he's, he doesn't have any hobbies and he doesn't really have anything that he's passionate about. And it's bothered me for a while that he doesn't have that. And he just said last week, you know, I really want to get a drone and I want to start doing drone photography. Um, And he's mentioned it for a while, but he's just got serious about it last week. He bought one. He spent every moment like watching videos and talking to people online and ringing up shops and learning what to do with this thing. He's already flying it around and taking film. And he's so excited and energized by the idea of it. And he said to me yesterday, the thing is, I've seen with you, you just don't know what these things lead to. Like you get this feeling and it goes back to that one step thing. Yes. I haven't told him that, but he said, I got, I just you get this feeling and you just follow it and you don't know where it's going to lead you. But he was asking me, you know, how do you set up an Instagram because uh, he's wanted to put these films on Instagram once he gets to be able to fly it properly and I just think that came out of seeing me too I'm sure yeah. it did yeah. and it's so it's so exciting so for, for everybody else I just the more you push your the more you take these chances and follow intuition and do these things the better things get and then the better things get for people around you not everyone around me there are some people who are miserable and they're going to stay miserable you know that you can't help everybody (laughs) but some just for some people to get that little spark I just think it's amazing
1: it is amazing we had we've had some lovely emails as well this week from people to say you know I've been listening to your podcast and it's just wanted to let you know it's just really made a difference to my life and that's amazing it's amazing neither of us expected to do that and i think we are you know we're only passing on what we've learned from others and been inspired by others and you know maybe that's part of being an artist is you do the thing and you put it out and whatever happens happens and you know that's just an inevitable knock-on effect and it is it is for you it doesn't matter what stage you're at whether you're at the beginning you know whether you're looking for time whether you're frustrated that you're not getting the results from your work that you want it's the act of committing it doing it is always going to be the thing that takes you to somewhere new and that is a kind of magic in it isn't it 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 is
0: and that one little step so when I thought I should do a podcast with Alice and and I sent you a message and you said yes that one little step now i was just checking the numbers there were like four and a half thousand people listened to us last week that is that, I, d- I don't want to know that i don't want to know that, that I, just,
1: is insane. I just think that it's just kind of me and you turning <laughs> off and passing so let's just keep it like that <laughs> the other thing that's funny about this is at the beginning of the year is sometimes that things don't come out the way you expect them to so at the beginning of the year one of my intentions was to blog every week on my website you're very good at this I'm not very good at this but because of the podcast there has been a new post every week on my website there you go there you go it's not always exactly the way you expect it's going to be but it will always get you somewhere something different something different in a way that you can't anticipate so it's good to be back So I
0: think that's it for us.
1: Yeah, it is. I think we're going to have a really exciting... Well, I'm I'm building it up huge. I'm going to have a really exciting September.
0: (laughs) Well, York, you've got your new studio, which we didn't even talk about. No, I know. And you're coming to Yorkshire, and it doesn't get more exciting than that. So (laughs) really... And I'm going away on a course of my own next weekend, which I need to
1: about because we need to reschedule a recording date. So Okay. But we will be there. And so we are back, two of us. And um, I know from all your messages that you really enjoyed the last two kind of interview sessions that we did. So if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to those again, make sure you don't miss out because those of you who did really enjoyed those as well as a break so i'm really glad we managed to keep that going over august and here we are back settled in for good
0: and And the winter's coming and boots are coming out and jumpers are coming out and it's all good (laughs) don't start that yet see you next week Bye. bye I haven't done. I made a show notes, but I didn't find a question. I did. Okay, good. What's our question? Hi, and w- welcome to episode 33 of Art Juice. Hang on, just, hang, on, hang on a minute.
1: Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. It might just be m- my end, but there was a, a, a blur in the audio, so do it again. What's the?
0: Have you seen our podcast numbers? And last week it was four thousand four hundred and seventy wow. which is way higher. The week before it was four thousand one hundred and the week before that was three thousand six hundred.